is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. With you here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. All kinds of crazy stuff in the news, as always. Uh, things are really kicking into gear, as I think we predicted here on Free Talk Live. Tomorrow, of course, officially the first day of winter, uh, the shortest day of the year, December 21st. I believe that is uh, the first day of wintertime. And uh, right on time, right on cue, the uh, the Western governments of the world are cracking down. They're locking down. They are mandating vaccination passports cranking up to uh, require boosters. So all of these things are happening. And nobody could have known that Fauci would say that some of the measures would stay intact forever. Except people did know. We knew. And Mm -hmm. we talked about it here on the show six months ago and 12 months ago and 18 months ago. And people called us crazy saying, oh, no, that that will never happen. It's just two weeks to flatten the curve. And we're now going on, what, three years And there are certain kind of harbingers of things to come. And the biggest cities like San Francisco and New York City are, you know, the leading the charge into more COVID tyranny. Well, Keene is right behind them. I mean, Keene is doing everything (laughs) he can to be the the little tiny copycat of San Francisco and San Diego. I don't know. It's not that bad. But I mean, (laughs) mean, if, if they could get their way. They absolutely yeah, would. That's that's true. I mean, Keene is a uh, leftist bastion in New Hampshire. It is not the freest city of all of New Hampshire. It is the place that you go to if you want to be, if you want to have some opposition, if you want to have a challenge. <laughs> One thing I would never thought that I would have said is that the cops in Keene are kind of the reason I think that they can't go any crazier with the mask mandates and stuff. Because the cops don't want to enforce this, you mean? Yeah, the cops don't want to enforce it. And the law that they came out with today actually has so many carve outs i think just because the cops don't want to spend their time enforcing mask mandates and i haven't read it very closely but as i understand it this law is at the very minimum an improvement over the previous one as this one doesn't find the businesses for the behavior of their customers correct it finds the individual i mean presumably for the behavior of their employees as well it finds the employee or the customer rather than the business and that's good you well, should punish the person who, quote, it's not commits good, the crime. It's better than last year, is what you're saying. Uh, yes, last it year, is right. a, uh, yes, a very small improvement, now, but it's not an improvement cl- nonetheless. And it's not clear whether anyone actually did receive a ticket for it last year. I think that uh, there was a few businesses that were intimidated by the code enforcement department on that I know of question. at least one was, maybe yeah, two. But I don't think anybody actually ever got the ticket. So it never got to that point. No one ever actually had to go to court or challenge it. Man, it makes me want to start, launch a business. Just I don't care. I'll, I'll sell you know cheap candles from Walmart for you know a penny over markup just so I can say I have a store. We're not enforcing the mask mandate and challenge the city of Keene to really come after me over this crap. But that's the thing. They won't do that because they know we're going to take them to court because right. we already did. <laughs> you and I and a local business owner here of a, a local pho noodle place that previously was called pho keen great sadly she had to change the name of uh, the business recently i guess she didn't have to she wanted to, to be was, nice like, some sort of a court case uh with her former co-owner and anyway it's sad now it's funky noodle yeah, or something funky right? noodle yeah. or something yeah so sad sad turnout as far as that goes oh, no man that name was glorious. such a great name um but anyway so we sued 
yeah. the city of Keene and the governor over because he had a mask mandate at the time. This was back in September of last year. And then finally, in August of this year, so it literally took 11 months for any kind of ruling to come out of the federal court system on this question. I mean, how much of that was the government's fault and how much of that was our attorney's fault? It was the government's fault for the most part. I mean, our attorney filed the papers when he needed to file them and then they just dragged their feet because... They're not in a hurry to to make any kind of decision on it. The government's never in a hurry. It's not their lives aren't the ones that are affected by nonsense. Well, they've got their own nonsense going on. I mean, you can't even walk in that courthouse uh, without a mask on. Well, they went uh, to kick you out. They went to a party the night that they had decided to instate the mask mandate. You're talking about the city of Keene council. Uh, council this year. Yeah, uh, allegedly went to a party. We heard this uh, through the rumor mill. And it's from a good source, I would say, so it probably did happen. So they all the counselors went and partied together, I guess, after they did this. Yeah, there's nothing shady house. or suspicious about five city counselors, or 15, however many there are. It was 13 that voted, I think, in favor. No, 11 in favor, three against, I think, was what the... No, 10 to three. There was a couple that weren't there. That's actually better than I would have expected. I, I figured yeah. it was unanimous. But there's nothing shady or weird at all about all of these city counselors, you know, hanging out together at a party where there's no public eye, no mm-hmm. accountability, nothing weird and about this whatsoever. How much you want to bet they weren't wearing masks on the <laughs> inside? Oh, of course they weren't. Because yeah. it doesn't apply to them. The laws never apply to the people who write them. So, I don't know where it was. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. So, it took them 11 months to finally come out with a, a, a verdict, if you will, in the case. And it, and it was that they're throwing the case out. I guess that's not really a verdict, but it's it's a thing that they, the court did. Uh, threw our case out, wrote like a 24-page opinion about why they were tossing the case out, which boiled down to basically, oh, well, Ian and Aria and Malays, they didn't actually have any kind of damage from this. Yes, because we would have had to have been fined. We didn't, get a, we didn't get the fine, so therefore they didn't have standing to bring this lawsuit. Case dismissed. So the fact that Malays had two of her businesses go out of business, two of her restaurants, her very successful restaurants went under uh, during the uh, the COVID crackdown in 2020, that apparently wasn't enough damage uh, for this this judge to well, keep for the it to case qualify, moving. it has to be direct damage, right? That's how that's, that's how the government said, yeah. escapes all of the accountability. You having to close your businesses because you can't bring customers in because they're terrified after eighteen months of media propaganda. You can't sue the government for that because they didn't directly do it to you. But if they actually issued you that fine, oh yeah, and that's why they ne- even though Malays, uh, the owner of Funky Noodle, mm-hmm. rents from the city of Keene. And never enforced the mask mandate. That's, that, right. that's why they never find her. her. They left her completely alone. And she's still going to continue to not enforce the uh, the mask mandate. That lady's a hero. I went to a different restaurant today um, of one of the people who spoke out against the mandates. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just closed his entire lobby. It's just take out. You can't out even and, go in and order? Not if you order online. If you order via the phone, presumably mm-hmm. you can go inside and pick it up. Wow. But all the tables are closed? Yeah. Can't eat there? That sucks. No indoor dining. Very frustrating. That is that is awful. So, but you're talking about Keene. Keene is a shadow of, you know, a place like New yeah. York City. Keene is like the worst of New Hampshire, which is, for the most part, pretty unrestricted. Uh, I mean, to, to the governor's credit, he doesn't deserve a lot, but I suspect it's because he's facing re-election next year. He has not reinstituted a statewide mask mandate, and he has not reinstituted like half of the things or all of the things that he did during. There's no state of emergency, for instance, here in New Hampshire right now, even though the mainstream media is 
caterwauling about how the cases are record high in New Hampshire. They've never been this high before. Hospitals are clogging, you know, blah, blah, blah. The whole fear-mongering thing is going on hot and heavy. But for whatever reason, Sununu is just saying, no, no we're just not going to do what we did last year. It's because around. people have a short-term memory and they're going to forget about 2020 and just be like, oh, our and governor was him. a yeah good governor, good Republican and reelect him. He also said a year ago that the mandates weren't necessary because in New Hampshire, we can trust one another as our neighbors to do the things that are in our best interest and that won't harm one another. And then he put in the mandates. No, he said he said that's after he repealed the mandates. Oh, Hmm. so it would be convenient. It would be very difficult for him to walk back that statement. Go, Oh, I I was wrong. You people (laughs) in New Hampshire, you're horrible human beings and you won't be kind to one another without this mandate. Well, I want to give you an update from New York City, and then we'll talk about New York, because this is these are the worst places to be as far as, I mean, California has given it a run for its money. California's pretty bad. San Francisco, awful. New York City, maybe worse than San Francisco. But uh, there is a mayor that has been elected. There's a mayor-elect, right? So they had an election. In, is this the Bitcoin mayor guy? This is the Bitcoin mayor guy, okay. right? Like, hey, he's a cool guy, right? Cool guy. He's in a Bitcoin. No, he's not cool. Yeah, I didn't think he was. Remember, he was like, we're, I'm going to study the issue and we're yeah. going to see what New York City needs. Yeah, a bunch of the New Yorkers apparently thought this guy was going to come in and undo what the previous or the current mayor, uh, Bloomberg, has, who's an absolute tyrant and he's terrible. Now Bloomberg's talking about canceling uh, New Year's Eve, which already is a vaccinated only event. But they're talking about canceling it now. Anyway, we'll tell you what this other guy has to say, because I guess he's taking office on January 1st. What's he going to do? In New York City, it's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phone's open if you want to join us here. 603-283-6160 is the number. That's 603-283-6160. We're raising funds for Give Directly. It is the first nonprofit that allows you to give directly to people living in extreme poverty we're talking about some serious poverty like you've got to walk five miles to get some potable water that kind of poverty we're uh, specifically targeting bomet and Kalifi counties in kenya and if you want to help some folks out you can go to give.freetalklive.com free talk live is matching your donations up to a total of thirty thousand dollars and so whether you do it uh, sooner or later, we can uh, we can assist there. And we are uh, helping Give Directly. They have delivered over $400 million in the last couple decades to over a million people who really need it. Research shows that giving cash to people in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if that's what you prefer, get on over to give.freetalklive.com. You can help these folks out in Kenya. That's give.freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls, and then we'll talk about the mayor-elect in New York City and what he's got planned. Is he going to roll back the current mayor's tyranny? Of course not. not. (laughs) Let's go to Ripple in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live Ripple. Yeah, I wanted to share a conspiracy theory about the vaccines with you guys. Sure. And, uh, they don't appear to work for stopping the COVID virus. And No, you know, uh, and that's what they kept telling us in the beginning was, oh, yes, this will, will stop COVID dead in its tracks. And now the narrative is, oh, it'll help you if you get COVID. It won't be as bad. That's what it's changed to. Right. And we do know it's an experimental gene therapy. So why would they want 
to alter the genes of everyone on the planet. And my theory is that it's so they could harvest organs, so that they can make all the organs uh, more more compatible, so so they don't get rejected by the, mm. um, by the host. Is there any and, uh, evidence that the COVID nineteen vaccine affects people's blood types? Because that's the reason that organs generally get rejected, as I understand it. Well, even if you have a blood type match, like uh, the chance of reject- rejection is pretty high, and they have to take. Uh, hmm drugs for the rest of their lives you really think that's what's behind this they want to make it easier to transplant organs i mean that seems that's just like a good benevolent thing just done in a shady way no i i don't really think that's but i just thought it would be a fun thought experiment but what what do you mean by harvest organs like you you think that they want to make it to where they can take the organs to do nefarious things behind the scenes not just help people who are in car accidents or something Right, like the aging global elite that needs organs hmm. to try to live forever. Hmm. Yeah, I have heard or, something about those people like to like inject babies' blood in, into their veins or something. That's apparently a thing. I've heard that our co-host Mark Edge is interested in uh, that therapy. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, Ripple, anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's all I got. Thanks Thank for you. the call, man. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Eric Adams isn't mayor yet. This according to Bloomberg.com. But New York City's mayor-elect plans to make changes to the city's COVID-19 response when he takes over City Hall on January 1st. And you can... That sounds promising. Oh, no, it doesn't. Well, it makes changes sort of suggest he's going to change course or something, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. In uh, reaction to the rapid rise in COVID cases. Ah, see, yes. That's <laughs> the other part of the sentence that... And hospitalizations in the city this week. The mayor in waiting pledged... A better, a better idea. I just want to throw this out there. A, a better idea than doing anything it would have done would be not to fire 20% of your hospital staff. Yeah, that would help. That yeah. would be a better idea than implementing more mandates. Just stop firing your nurses and doctors. Well, now, now, this isn't a mandate. He's got a pledge to create a new color-coded warning system. See, this is what people have needed the whole time. I mean, it's that it's that color-coded warning system that's kept us safe from the Al-Qaeda for the last 20 years. Right? You know what the current level is, right? Isn't it always, like, high or I something? No Wait, there's, <laughs> what, what are you guys talking about? There's an Al-Qaeda oh, color you know warning? There's a terror threat yeah. level. Ah, yeah. yeah. She's young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they came up with some stupid color-coded thing. It's like yellow, red, you know, orange. And it all has to do with what the level of danger is from terror strikes or whatever. Just it, in all of the United States? or I guess, yeah. I mean, it was never below yellow, I, I don't think. <laughs> so it, It's the, like the Australia fire hazard thing where it high is its lowest setting. And then <laughs> it goes all the way up to like cataclysm or something oh Oh, and he even says we're going to put in place a color-coded system that brings a level of clarity based on where we are something similar to the terrorist alert wow (laughs) but there already was something like that i remember at the beginning it is from the homeland security advisory system it starts out at low and Mm -hmm. then goes up to guarded and then medium and then high and then i think very high does it say where the current level is uh it doesn't i'm sure i can find that though what is the current terror it threat color. must be at some fear level like you're saying never lower than than yellow we already say, we definitely already had something like that because of the you beginning of yeah at the beginning of 2020 or you know the middle of 2020 my sister was going to come visit me mm-hmm. in texas and she was in utah on a military base and my dad wouldn't let her go because if she went to a place that was like a red zone like san antonio supposedly was 
then my whole family would have had to quarantine for two weeks. Oh, right, because of the military requirements. So there definitely was a color code. Like, I don't see how he thinks it's new. Well, there are, I think there was a national level kind of color coding that they assigned to different areas of the country, Mm -hmm. like you're talking about. But this will be just for New York City. Mm, so. So New York City now has its own, or will, when he takes office in a couple weeks. To answer the question about the current terror threat level, the the whole idea, I mean, they they wasted billions of dollars of taxpayers' money on this stupid idea. Mm-hmm. It's so irrelevant now that we don't even have a color-coded threat level. Mm. It's just a, a bunch of text. So wow. that's He's, how useless and irrelevant it is. He says, if we hear green or yellow or red, New Yorkers should know automatically that this is a moment that we should be taking extra precautions. Wait, so even green is extra precautions? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Adam said the, the lowest city, threat level is high for a reason. <laughs> he said the city had to be more clear with residents about the threat of COVID. He said, quote, we have to speak in one language and a clear language on how we're going to push back on these increases. So he's saying New Yorkers are stupid. Oh, God, it's yellow. Probably. I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, that's basically said, what he's saying. These people aren't scared enough. So we have to make them convinced right. that, oh, no, code yellow, code threat yellow level. in New York City. He also said he would consider implementing vaccination requirements for the city's one million public school children if his health advisors recommend the move. And you know they will, because <laughs> I bet you they're the same health advisors that are advising the current mayor. I would imagine. Yeah, because that's the thing is whenever politicians change over, people always think like, all right, we got the Democrat in or all right, our Republican guy's going in. But the bureaucracy itself Never change, almost never changes. You would think people would know that Fauci was the guy right. under Trump and Biden. Yeah, nothing changed. And I think he's been there since like I don't know the eighties. These these elected leader has are just that. They're just mouthpieces right. pushing the ideas that these bureaucrats give them. Oh, and by the way, Trump apparently was on some kind of interview with uh, I think Bill O'Reilly recently, and he's pimping the vaccine. So for because those, that's what the bureaucrats have told him to do, right? Well, I mean, he's not even in office anymore, and he's still, you know, toting the the official line on the vaccine. So, like, you know, people thought Trump was somehow with them and you know against the system or against the swamp. It's like, come on, wake up! They're all the swamp. He's in on it, all of them. Yeah, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. But it's not just about New York City and what the plans are for the tyrant elect there. Bonnie's got a creepy story about what the legislature is going to be considering in a couple weeks there as well. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
you can join us here if you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I want to say thank you to a couple of our supporters on Amps, which is the new way to support Free Talk Live. Advertise, market, promote, and support. That's what the money that you might contribute allows us to do. We ask for five bucks a month, but some people go way and above the, uh, the call of duty and... Uh, the gentleman tonight here I want to point out, Jcom3030, is a, a new diamond level supporter. I added a new level since sometimes we get people... I saw that, there were a few new ones, actually. Yeah, that want to go a little higher than 25 bucks a month. So I think diamond is $50 a month. So thank you, uh, at least uh, Jcom3030. And also uh, Michael Lamau. I hope, I'm sure I'm butchering his last name. He's also a platinum level. Uh, thanks to the both of you guys. Definitely appreciate the support over on our new program amps.freetalklive.com that takes you over to our patreon page where you can learn more about you know some of the perks that you get access to as a supporter and one of those is the chance to win the upcoming uh, bitbox giveaway that we're going to do on new year's eve we'll be here doing an after show so once the radio show is over at 10 p.m eastern we'll take a little break take the dog out for a walk or whatever and then uh probably at around 10 30 we'll start up a uh, an after show called freer talk live which does not have the fcc restrictions because we'll be internet only and then we'll do the bitbox giveaway somewhere in that episode as we ring in the new year here on uh, freer talk live so the bitbox by the way is an 100 percent open source hardware wallet so if you've got bitcoin ethereum or litecoin you definitely want to check out the bitbox go to box.freetalklive.com you can get one for five percent off by using code ftl over at box.freetalklive.com but if you're one of our amps then you qualify for that drawing at the end of the year so check out amps.freetalklive.com we've been talking about the uh, the latest out of new york and specifically new york city first with the mayor elect uh Eric Adams, who made some headlines before he was elected for being pro-Bitcoin. He was saying he wanted New York City to be the biggest Bitcoin city anywhere, I guess. Oh, or Keen already like beat him on that. Oh, yeah. Keen kicks every other American city's ass. Now, there are a couple of international cities that... Tokyo has a, has a speed, I think. No. Really? No way. I thought they did. With the population they've got in Tokyo? Well, per capita, no. Yeah. I always look at per capita. Per capita, isn't it in the world that Keen is number one? I don't know. It's been a while. I, I did update the coin map recently again. I went through and I did an audit of all of New Hampshire, and a lot of businesses had, had gone either under or... We definitely beat picking. Manchester and Portsmouth, so I don't see how we're not number one in the world. I mean, Portsmouth has probably gone under fast. The last I looked, their Caracas was pretty solid in Venezuela, um, but then that makes sense. But then again, auditing that is hard to do, right? Like, because I can't easily call the you know Caracas vendors up and ask them, "Hey, you still take Bitcoin?" So you don't know how many are truly accurate. Whereas our number oh, well, is actually El Salvador accurate. just doesn't count, right? El Salvador shouldn't count because they're doing it by law. Yeah. So that's a great point. <laughs> well, and it's also Lightning Network, so it's trash. Yeah, that's true as well. Fake Bitcoin. And, and there's another city, uh, the Ledger series that did the did the short documentary about the crypto six the ledger is another hardware wallet company that has a youtube channel and they did a really great 10 minute long documentary about the crypto six which is me and aria and nobody and some other great people that that we love a lot um that that was a fantastic documentary it was very well done you can see it 
over at freetalklive.com. It's one of the posts from the last month or so. You can just scroll down the page and you'll see the video there. Uh, but when you, if you go to that channel and you look at the previous video, it's about a city in somewhere in Europe. I don't remember where offhand. Wasn't it Spain? No, well, I don't think it was Spain. I think it was more the northern Portugal? part of... No, I think it was more the northern part of Europe. But anyway, hmm. um, somewhere in Europe... New where Zealand? They, no. <laughs> where they where they call it like Bitcoin Cash City or something like that. and or Bitcoin So it's a City. Bitcoin Cash mecca? I think so. I think okay. so. And, uh, and so I, I have not compared it. I did not go and, and check it, but it sounded like they've gotten a lot done there because there's an actual company that going around pitching businesses on taking cryptocurrency oh, whereas nice. whereas here in new hampshire we just kind of you know we kind of do it whenever we we can and you and i Arya, can't really do it as much because we can't actually spend it i don't i won't ask somebody if they take crypto if i can't actually pull out my wallet i know and man it's such an it. awkward thing i will still ask them because i mean especially if i know the answer is going to be no mm. just because i know that it's just one more customer for them who has asked them about cryptocurrency and yeah, eventually someone bad. like chris wade can go in there true but i i feel bad if if i can not do it myself i don't want to ask him about it because then i feel like i'm being disingenuous well see i i would feel that way but i'm still going to go back to that store if true. they take cryptocurrency and i will just spend usd and give them you know usd simply because i support their taking cryptocurrency and right if the owner's there i maybe even explain that to him you know it's like yeah, look true. i would love to use crypto here but because the government is sort of cross with me at the moment i can't do that so right. here's some dollars instead you don't think that would spook him to tell them that it, you know, I, pro- I wouldn't rated. put it that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> they kicked my door in, pointed guns at me. They, they did threaten to shoot me at one yeah. point, but hey, look, uh, I I support that thing. It's so worth it. Good on you. Yeah, I wouldn't still instead tell them Oh yeah, you know, I I forgot my crypto at home or something. So well, no, because that, that would be a lie. Back, I don't have access to it right now. There we go. Hmm. So back to this uh, Eric Adams guy in New York City. He's going to be taking over the mayorship there after the current tyrant leaves on January 1st. He's talking about putting in a color-coded system for COVID fear uh, and then goes on saying he's considering implementing vaccination requirements for the one million public school children if uh, that is recommended to him. He's open, he says, to requiring booster shots for New Yorkers to be considered fully vaccinated and uh, thereby be able to enter into bars, restaurants, and cultural venues. So it's it's a guarantee at this point. I mean, with language like that, he's basically saying he's going to do these things, right? Like he yeah. hasn't. He's just not committing to it. He's just saying. He's waiting until a bureaucrat tells him to do it. Right. Oh, my health advisor said we need to have children vaccinated. That we need booster shots for all New Yorkers. So I, the mayor, am going to implement that. So he's not the official mayor yet. He doesn't have a health advisor yet. But on January 1st, he will. And this is why the machinery of government never changes. No matter who people elect, they think, oh, Obama's going to go in and change it. But those people behind him, the advisors, never, ever change. Here, people don't realize it. You know, they think, oh, we got a new mayor. Everything's going to be totally different, except the pr- people telling that mayor what he needs to do are the very same ones that were telling the previous mayor what to do. And you expect anything to change? Yeah. Here he actually just spells it right out. Like exactly what we were just saying. Quote, we're going to continue to have this soft touch 
to tell parents we need for you to vaccinate your children. But if we reach the tipping point that the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene is saying, Eric, we need to put a mandate in place for our schools, then I'm going to follow their advice, he said. If my Department of Health and Mental Hygiene says, Eric, we need to be mandating booster shots, I'm going to mandate booster shots. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever my handlers tell me to right. do. I can't believe that they're even trying to say that they're the ones on the side of mental hygiene. Or that they're having a soft touch at the moment in New York City in any way shape or form so anyway he takes over in uh, less than two weeks at this point and he's weighing whether to reappoint the city's current health commissioner i like him adam said of dr dave cholinski or chokesky chokes chokesy he's one of the names we're considering so i guess he could if he wanted to put somebody else in the position in in one of thousands of positions that are constantly advising him. He's probably just another talking head. I'm pretty sure even like Fauci's just a talking head for his bosses. Also true. I mean, for every for every mayor, there's a thousand bureaucrats behind him telling him what to do. And there's 2,000 bureaucrats behind th- those thousand bureaucrats telling them what to do. And then there's 5,000 behind those. Oh, and then he points out something that we've heard before from the prime minister of places like New Zealand and in Australia, where they've been using this excuse there. He says... I don't want my city closed down again. And it's going to take a lot for me to close down the city again. So what he's saying is he wants to manage the cases through mandatory vaccinations. That's not at all what he wants to do. He just wants to put it off so that he doesn't sound like a bad guy. He's going to shut down New York City. Absolutely. All of these people saying, I don't want to do it. But if it comes to it, they're they're just going to do it eventually. Yeah, and he'll say eventually, well, you guys made me do it because you didn't get the vaccines when we said to get them. If y'all had just gone out and gotten a 99% vaccination, I totally understand it. I made my last boyfriend punch me because I talked back to him. (laughs) There's more coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Arya. So we're giving you some of the updates from one of the worst places to be in the United States, New York, and specifically New York City. We're going to move out from New York City and look at the, uh, the whole state and see what sort of awful things they have up their dirty sleeves. Um, and b- b- before that, we're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts here again. 603-283-6160. Uh, I just- can't imagine how bad New York City really is now. I mean, even before COVID-19, New York City was an abysmal, dreary, awful place in my experience. It was just full. It's like our Matrix server if it was a city. Were you? Did you go there? Yes. I, what, what brought you to I the passed city? through briefly. The very first time I came through New Hampshire, actually, mm-hmm. um, Muslims for Liberty needed to pick up some clothing at an Indian shop on 7th Street. So we ended up right where, there. Where was that? Like Queens I think or something? In downtown. Downtown is all I know. See, there's different boroughs, right, yeah, right. in New York City. So you got to get the 7th Street could be uh, in Queens or it could be in the Bronx or it could be in Manhattan. It wasn't in the Bronx. I remember that because we passed through the Bronx upon leaving. Did it look kind of like upscale and fancy? No. Okay. No, and it was probably definitely not Manhattan. Not. <laughs> not that it looks that fancy in Manhattan, but it's, but like, it's nicer there a little bit. The very first thing that happened when I got there was observing two very heavily accented New Yorkers having a very loud, animated argument about a parking space. Oh, okay. It's 
Welcome to New York. It's Seinfeld 100%. (laughs) Very first thing that happened to me in New York City is I got to see that. That sounds believable. Did any cops choke somebody for selling cigarettes while you were there? Not while I was there. Okay. That happened there, too. It did. Uh, So we can uh, continue here with the latest latest tyranny from New York. Because remember, things that happen in New York and in California, they tend to spread. And indeed... Boston is now announcing a vaccination requirement for indoor activities. We can tell you about that, too. Uh, But first, Sam is on the line in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, Sam in Ohio going once. Sam in Ohio going twice. All right. Well, see if we can. Maybe he's in a bad cell or something. We'll give another another chance in a bit. So, uh, Bonnie, you've got a pretty creepy story out of New York State. Now, Normally, I gener- generally I have a policy against talking about potential legislation just because most of it, you know, a lot of it doesn't happen, right? Like a sure. lot, there's a lot of stuff that's proposed in front of any legislature and most of it probably doesn't get passed. But every now and then there's something that is so bad and so potentially egregious and since it's New York, so likely to pass, what do they got, Bonnie? What's going on? Basically... They want to turn New York into Australia, like Australia number two. Mm-hmm. Says This is from Reason, and it says, New-, New York bill would let the state put people in detention if deemed a significant threat to the public health. And they define a significant threat to the public health as being someone who is unvaccinated? I think they can it's define actually, it however they want. It's, up to, it's just up to the governor's discretion yeah. in the um, wording. It's so... Well, governors have never abused their power in the past, so it'll be fine. New York lawmakers are mulling a bill that would allow the state to detain anyone carrying or suspected of carrying a contagious disease that makes them a significant threat to the public health. Right. Now, we know that COVID isn't a significant threat because 99.98% of people who actually contract it those at least we know have contracted it because there's a bunch of people that contracted yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not counted in their statistics, right. and I got COVID for sure and survived just fine. Right. So of those who are statistified about their contracting uh, COVID, 99.99 whatever percent, uh, they, they beat it. So it's not a significant threat to anyone, but that's not how the government is treating it. They are acting as though this is the end of the world and that all COVID is dangerous and that people are dying left and right. And so, therefore, they are absolutely going to say that anyone who has contracted COVID or, as you said, suspected of contracted COVID is worth putting into these detention camps. Yep. Democratic Assembly men in Nick Perry of New York's 50th District spearheaded Bill A416, which holds that the government may order the removal and or detention of such a person or a group of such persons in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises designated by the governor or his or her delegee. I've never heard the word delegee. Someone to whom you would delegate, I suppose. So essentially they're saying... That the governor can decide to put you in a hospital or some other, Camp. quote, designated area. Something they haven't come up with yet. Well, they'll start with a ghetto. Well, right? it'll because be it, appropriate. Well, yeah, a ghetto would totally be appropriate for the downtrodden, the mm. the outcasts. The diseased. The, yes. It, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. The the undesirables. Well, New York right. City's got plenty of like empty old tenement buildings or whatever. Yeah, those are perfect. Right, just that's where all the homeless people are shooting up drugs and stuff. Probably rats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it'll work just fine. And nothing like this has ever happened in human history. So, 
Nothing, <laughs> nothing to be concerned about. It Except can... what's happening right now in Australia. Because that's happening now. By the way, before, New Zealand. You, before you go on, uh, oh, is it happening? In, they've got the quarantine camps there, too? Oh, I thought that it was. I mean, I, I would believe it if you told me they did. Yeah, they're as bad I, as Australia, so they probably do. I haven't seen it myself. Um, there was a some TikToker, I guess, who did a little tour of her Howard Springs resort down in uh, in Australia, which is like the main quarantine camp that they've been promoting. You've seen the pictures of like the girls in bikinis out on their front porch, right? Yeah. On no. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like this whole propaganda campaign about the quarantine camps and how like it's not that bad. This girl walks through her I mean, I could show you countless of videos of Uyghur Muslims saying that being in Chinese prison, being reeducated really isn't that bad. They're thankful for the experience. Because the Chinese government told them to. Yeah. yeah. Why would I believe anything different here? <laughs> there really are videos of the Uyghurs saying oh, yeah. stuff like that. Oh wow, I didn't know. Yeah, I think it was actually Jeremy Kaufman, uh, one of the board members of the Free State Project and the creator of Library, who pointed this out. He said, if Hitler had, you know, was around today and, you know, Hitler was doing his camps today, he would be paying TikTokers to, you know, go through there and talk about how they weren't so bad, right? Like, that's literally what's going on. Hey, well give you some extra rations tonight but you gotta right. make a video about how well you're treated here in this concentration camp Hitler yep. would absolutely be doing that yep and I'm not saying that the Australian government is running concentration camps or anything like that but I'm saying they're no more trustworthy than was Nazi Germany they've all got the same goals every government has mm-hmm. always had the same goals well I'm going to say that they are running concentration camps because by definition they are concentrating people in camps well, now they're ne- they may not be executing them at this point you can trust them ian listen to this they're being really responsible with their power in new york in new york okay. a confirmed carrier would be released only after he or she is no longer contagious and a suspected carrier could be set free only when the government proves that he or she is not infected with or has not been exposed to such a disease so it's oh. fine You'll be our prisoner unless you submit to a COVID test. Yes, that's and, right. And then you have to test negative. Yeah, and we will keep you for as long as we feel like it. And the government has to prove that you're... Hold on. The wording of this is confusing. This, this has to be unconstitutional. They have to prove that oh, you're no, not no. It's sick. an emergency. So it's okay. The Constitution doesn't apply. Yes, but it, no, it's their job to prove that you are sick. It's not your job to prove that you aren't, right? Well, they will force you. Right, but that's or you'll the, stay there forever. That's the unconstitutional part, right? Well, it's a state it's of an emergency. emergency. Haven't you ever heard of the state of emergency doctrine? All the government has to do, the government gang, they just have to say it's a state of emergency. It's for the common and then, good. Then the constitution doesn't apply anymore. See, and the constitution sucks anyway. But even if it did work, it 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 was not framed with the idea that anyone in the government could just go, oh, no, this is too serious. That constitution thing no longer applies. That was never intended to be possible within the parameters of the constitution. Obviously, the constitution didn't work, mm-hmm. but yeah. that, that entire mindset is unconstitutional itself. But again, the constitution sucks anyway, so screw it. Yeah. Well, those that... Those who may have been in contact with the alleged carriers may also be detained and released when they test negative for the malady in question, or if the suspected carrier was. No, hold, hold, hold on. So they're not limiting this nonsense no. to COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is 
open-ended, right, as far as what this could this could be. It but doesn't say anything about COVID-19. Yeah, it's going to be used first on the COVID cases. And what they're talking about with the contacts, that's exactly what they're doing right now in Australia. Yep. They will arrest anyone who has come into contact, allegedly, with someone who has COVID. And how do they get that information? They, they talk to the person. Like, who did you talk to recently? Oh, I saw my aunt and my uncle and my boss. And my, you know, whatever. They're coming with me. The bartender. You know, then they just go and they grab all those people. And the way they have that written, that sentence that you just read, Bonnie, I don't know if you can read it one, one more time, but it, the way it's written, it says like, oh, it just sounds like you'll just get rounded up, tested, and released if you... Do. No, no, no. They'll be detained and released when they test negative. Yeah, but remember... If you just came into contact with somebody, you might not test right away, right? Like, can it take a few days for you to kind of start showing the the evidence on the test? All the more reason not to talk to cops. Yeah, exactly. More coming up here in moments. They're probably going to do what they're doing in Australia and keep you there for at least two weeks. More coming up. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us here. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Okay, so you can bring up anything that you want. We're talking about the worst of the worst right now as far as the United States is concerned. That's New York. And New York City specifically, where the new uh, tyrant-elect in New York City is planning on, sounds like doing whatever it is the health department tells him to do, so get ready for a booster shot, uh, New York City folks, and also whatever other ridiculous ordinances and mandates. It's only a booster shot. It's not that big a deal. I mean, don't look at the Australian government or the Israeli government now saying four four shots to be fully vaccinated. It's just a booster, or who is it? That's saying 45 days for a new booster shot. No, no. It was uh, the UK cutting it from 180 to 90 days. Every 90 days you have to get a booster. So it's not like capped at any amount of boosters, just ad infinitum. Yes, that's right. That's going to make AstraZeneca so much money, man. No, it's all about health. It's not about money. No, that's so cynical. I mean, mean, the officials who are pimping these things, the Anthony Fauci's of the rest of the world, have deep, deep connections to these companies like Pfizer and AstraZeneca. Oh, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Look, if Fauci doesn't own Pfizer stock, then you shouldn't take him seriously. (laughs) I don't take him seriously at all, no matter what Right, but the average person does, right? So he, he definitely owns Pfizer stock. 
For sure. All right. So uh, we're going to get back into it, though. In fact, Bonnie's got more about this creepy law that, you know, it's New York, so it seems like it's, it's like probably going to pass. I think it's like a bundle of laws. We, we might have only one article about the one law that's going to let them put people into camps. This is uh, House Bill number 416. Yes. They're not using the word camps at this point. They're using appropriate facilities or yes. some terminology like that. Correct. But Ultimately, I mean, we, we know how all this goes down, people. We've seen it over and over throughout human history. Well, it'll be different this time. It'll yes. be nicer. It'll be a really yes, nice place. Yes, because they never thought of putting these horrors in the context of making society better by getting rid of the undesirables. That's Look, a totally just, novel idea. It's just two weeks of your life. I mean, it's for the good of the people. You just have to hang out at this cool facility. You get, you know, electricity. Uh, we got a ColecoVision a, hooked up in the back, man. It's cool. It's awesome back here. They have that, actually. Not a ColecoVision, but <laughs> when I was in jail. When it's I was, an older it's an old than, video game yeah. system. Way old. <laughs> when I was in jail, uh, I didn't actually get to see it in my cell block or whatever. I was in the, the lockdown, right? Like 23-hour lockdown. But in the cells next to me, the which I, there was a window so I could see what was going on in their day room, they actually had like a cart with a uh, television on it and a Sega Genesis. Wow. The, like a mini Sega Genesis on there. So while you were out in the, the day room. How you get that approved, man? You could play video games in jail. So, hey, good I, times. There are worse things, right? Yeah. I, I would rather not be playing Sega Genesis in jail. But <laughs> yeah. if you're going to be in jail, it's not a terrible thing to have access to a Genesis <laughs> right. that you can play every once in a while. Yeah, but it's still jail, and you don't get to choose to leave. And uh, in Australia, for instance, there were some teenagers that actually scaled the fence at the Howard Springs facility. And I hate well, that they named it because that suggests that this thing is permanent. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, it was actually not built by the government. It was built by some corporation. They had miners or something that were were camped out there, and so the government, as I understand it, is either leasing or has purchased that facility from that corporation. So it wasn't sort built- of like they used old WalMarts for the FEMA camps here in the United States. Yeah, except those would be much worse because this was actually you know private companies' facilities, so it wasn't so bad, right? Like they're kind of uh, manufactured housing looking, kind of trailer looking facades on the the housing that they somewhere had. like the fema camps they used in new orleans after hurricane katrina when they here's a trailer there's no electricity there's no running water no i think those were like leaching chemicals into the people that were staying in them and they were toxic oh or something like that no this is these were actually built to some standard of okay. corporate you know we're gonna you want might so it wasn't s- initially designed to be a government that's facility. what i'm trying to say here, but whenever yeah. they need more i'm sure they're going to be leaking chemicals on people oh and- yeah yeah they're building government ones now so oh, wow. they didn't have the government once when this whole thing Look, started. That we didn't behind know. The the, we didn't know that the chemicals in the shower were going to kill six billion people. We just had no idea. <laughs> that totally caught us off guard. Uh, let's go to Sarah. She's uh, on the line in New Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah. Um. Yes. Um. Talk about Noriega in Nicaragua. Um. I don't know much about him, but. As, as long as I'm demonizing him, he must be a communist revolutionary that has turned president of that country. I mean, do you think that my hunch is right? Uh, <laughs> okay, so I had to go look this up. I, I had heard... You don't know anything about this guy except his name, presumably, and you're hey. like, my gut tells me he's a communist dictator. Is that is that correct, Sarah? Well, I mean, communist revolutionary. To me, that's not a dictator. To me, that's he's a hero. 
because okay, hold, my- on. <laughs> hold on. Okay, so Sarah, why did you even bring this guy up, number one? I mean, he's been dead for uh, several years now. He died in 2017, apparently. Oh, he has passed away? Um, that, I think they, they were talking about Nicaragua in a little while. I mean, a, a while ago. That Who's the president now? I mean, I have he, no idea. Left? Is she talking about and, Chile? Because there's this guy that apparently took over Chile. No, I, I don't know if he had any involvement in Chile. Well, he's, but whoever their president is now in Nicaragua, my gut tells me he's probably a communist revolutionary. <laughs> he's probably a bad guy. <laughs> uh, but Sarah, we know from your previous calls that you are a communist. You're a self-professed uh, communist. And I, I would think that you would know if you were going to call in about this guy that you would at least know that he apparently was just an authoritarian dictator and he was, according to a different story at uh, wessexscene.co.uk, they describe him as an anti-communist ally of the United States who lost favor ultimately being incarcerated later in the United States. Because, you know, that's how the U.S. government is. They always turn against uh, their their tools. Well, she didn't know Ian. She was going... Off of her gut feeling. Yeah, so apparently Noriega was, uh, according to the story here, Wikipedia, he was an authoritarian ruler who of Panama um, who amassed a personal fortune through drug trafficking, had a long-standing ties to the U.S. intelligence agencies before the U.S. invasion of Panama removed him from power. They then took him to uh, trial in Miami, sentenced to 40 years in prison. He served 17 years after a reduction in his sentence for good behavior, and then they turned him over to the French, so he didn't even get out. Like, they literally, on the day he got out of U.S. prison, they extradited him to France, where he then served even more time. Uh, Sir, I want to come back to the question of wh- why did you call in and ask about this guy? Well, they're talking about him on the on the news of some kind. I don't know. I just um, I just I always when they demonize somebody, they're usually a, a communist hero that turned president. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. But I never knew the detail of the story that you're talking about. But the whole thing is that, as we know, the media twists everything around. When somebody says they're bad, they're usually the good guy. And uh, so they Well, it is definitely true stories. that you shouldn't believe the media whenever they tell you something. So that's probably a good general thing to keep in mind. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody that the media doesn't like is good. There's a possibility that the media doesn't like that person, and they're also a bad person. It's just that they go against whatever you know the politicians of the moment in the United States are wanting, and so therefore the media would be against that person. But they could also be a, their own little tyrant in whatever country that they're ruling over. So, for instance, this guy. Well, the was media a tells us that the U.S. not the U.S. the Egyptian military's general is he's like he's a fine, upstanding guy. This wasn't a coup, but yet the Egyptian government did in fact execute a coup, take over their entire country, and now it's a military dictatorship. Military did, yeah. And the U.S. media is like, no, it's not that. He's a great guy. Everything's fine. Yeah, so you definitely, I mean, that much is true. You should not trust what the media says. Sarah, thank you for the call tonight here, but I gotta say, you know, every time she calls in, it's like, girl, get down to the damn library. <laughs> it's and, free. You yeah, should love it. And use the computers and try to research something once. She said, oh, were you, she wasn't on the show when yeah. Sarah explained why she doesn't use the library computers. It's She's because they're dirty. Oh, see, I would have figured it was because they were sent here by the devil. That would have been my... No, that's what my gut feeling religious. would have told me. I don't, I, I don't think she's religious. I mean, she's a communist. She worships a state then. Yeah. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Speaking of states, 
the New York State's one of the worst. And we'll tell you more about what they've got planned for COVID quarantine camps coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Open phones. You join us. Bring up whatever's on your mind here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it is Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Bonnie was sharing with us a uh, creepy potential future for the state of New York. We told you... You know, and I don't like rubbing this in. It really, it doesn't make me feel good to say this because it's awful what's happening to the people there. We should be getting shunned right now with people playing clips from, you know, us warning people about this 18 months ago to say, look, we told you you were overreacting. It's not that serious. They're not building concentration camps. Now, calm down. The government's not this big, evil, monstrous thing that's trying to do these things. But no, we, we were right. And we told you to get out while you still can. And at this moment, you still can. And see, the other night, you weren't on, Aria. We were on with Chris. But Ian and Chris and David Olson from New Mexico were all arguing with me that the people who got kicked out of a Panera Bread in New York City are the same thing as... You're talking about Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory in New York City for not being vaccinated. And they they refused to leave. They They wanted to force the servers to serve them. They all said that was the same exact thing as the sit-ins of the early 60s that black people were doing at like Woolworths or whatever in Birmingham. No, no, we talked about that to an extent and we determined, or at least I determined, that a key difference there was the Woolworths protests were against store policy Hmm. because it wasn't a uh, Jim Crow law. Those had been (coughs) repealed the the decade prior to that. (laughs) Uh, And these are protests against a city uh, mandate. So those that's a key difference between them. But there are a lot of similarities. I will give that. This is my argument. The people in New York City right now who all they will ever stand up for their line in the sand was going to Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Um, they can still leave and there's not a culture of the the whole United States that is, you know, there are places in the United States where you can eat at Cheesecake Factory or whatever without being vaccinated. And I just think it's a totally different thing. Everybody who's still in New York City and acting like this is just suddenly happening to them. Instead of uh, the sit-ins that you were talking about, why why wouldn't those people just leave? Why why would they come to a state? That's what she's saying, right? Just leave. Well... Are you saying the people who did the sit-ins should have left? No, I'm saying that back then they could have went to like they could have went to like the north, and it would have still been a culture of people who needed their minds changed about black people being not second-hand citizens or second-class citizens. This is something totally different because there are places in the United States that still will let you eat at a cheesecake factory. I see what you're saying without being vaccinated, and you're just being lazy. But there would have still been places back then that would have let them eat in their restaurants without being treated like second-class citizens. You know, finding one restaurant that they can go to somewhere in the United States doesn't mean it's not a problem that they can no, be like, addressed. There, there are whole cities where you can do whatever you want unvaccinated in the United States. It's a majority. Right, but she's talking about back then. There but were, back there then, were there's not a majority. C- there were certainly entire cities back then where a black person would have been treated as an equal citizen. That's what I was I trying about to tell that. Bonnie. Probably New York City or that. San Francisco even, or something. Even uh, Captain 
said that in the 70s there was intense racism in where he lived in in Wisconsin. It was just it's a whole well, culture yeah, that needed he to lived be changed. Out in, the, in the boonies or whatever in Wisconsin. I mean, there's always going to be rednecks, you know, everywhere you go in the United States. Country music's the number one music format uh, format out there, and I'm not saying everyone that listens to the country is a racist. Or, I'm not saying that. I'm just giving an example here of you know what's common out there. But I got to agree with Aria on this. I mean, there's a reason why escaped slaves were funneled to the north because they were generally better accepted up there. That's not to say they wouldn't encounter racism they still might encounter it in certain places today well right now there's not even a whole state where you can't go out to eat unless you're vaccinated that's true there's not yet but there will be new york i suspect or uh, california will start that you can just drive 30 minutes outside of a city and probably live into i mean in new york city you can go to long island and eat at a place where you don't have to be show vaccination i I just think think that these people are just lazy Fat people who didn't care the last two years about any of these mandates that were happening, and well, we don't know if they're fat. We didn't see uh, video footage of the uh, the people at the cheesecake. Well, people factory. who are this obese and docile usually, I mean, uh, sorry, this docile and controllable is usually also obese. Well, he was attempting to resist, right? Isn't that what caused him to be the cheesecake factory? Well, all the last two years, he's just lived in New York City thinking this is okay, this is okay, and this is his line in the sand. Well, for for all we know, he was fighting it two years ago as well. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know who these people are. Activism, it it only works if you have a large number of people, and that's why these sit-ins were effective, because there were a large number of black people in the South who would take part in these sit-ins. Yeah, literally hundreds. It grew to very quickly to a large number. It started with four and then went quite fast from there. The difference with these citizens in New York City is that they don't have those numbers, and that's why they should get to New Hampshire, where we do have those numbers. Well, we probably don't want these guys, honestly. They should go to Texas, I think. Yeah, they probably better you, fit somewhere else because these are city dweller types who, you know, they're of the mindset that, well, we deserve to be served and you owe us because we're members of the public and you have to serve us. So they have okay, this sort yeah, of entitlement. Yeah, they had this sort of entitlement mentality that they, you know, these are just like undesirable people in general. They're Karens. Um, and see, yeah, that's kinda. a huge difference with the black people in the United, in the South. They wanted Alabamans to realize. That just because they're black, they weren't a second-class citizen. I just don't think well, it's no, the same thing. There's not that. No, as far as the sit-ins were concerned, they were also demanding to be served. They didn't say, oh, well, we're welcome at this you know, other shop down the street, so we're going to bring our business there. They said, Woolworths has a discriminatory policy. We are going to make political hay out of that. And they did. And they successfully reversed Woolworths, got them to reverse their policy. So it was actually a very successful uh, you know, sort of a protest that, again, was not regarding any sort of law, from what I understand. So, so it was kind of that similar, we're here, we're members of the public, you should serve us. So yeah, for being born black. It's, I just think it's a lot different. It's still wrong, though. I mean, if you're a business owner, no matter how disgusting i think it is you have the right to say no we're not going to serve trans people we're not going to serve gay people we're not going to serve black people they have that right it's morally reprehensible yeah and it's disgusting but it's their right i I will take my business elsewhere that isn't owned by one of these idiots right that's what i would do too and i think that's what you were suggesting bonnie is that you know they should just take their business elsewhere and in the case of new york that they should leave new york city and take their business elsewhere in that way so i don't disagree with the conclusion is vote with your feet 
But at the same time, what they were doing is tantamount to what was going on. I'm just saying last year, I agree that you should vote with your feet and that you should take your business elsewhere and all that stuff, except for the fact that like all of Alabama was like that. It's not like that any state in the United well, no, States right now for vaccinated Alabama, people. First of all, the uh, the sit-ins we were talking about was North Carolina. It wasn't Alabama. Now, they might have spread to Alabama, Alabama, but the ones we were talking about specifically were, were North Carolina, the, the lunch counter. And, uh, and so since the Jim Crow laws were repealed, that would suggest that there were... Now, I can't say for sure I wasn't alive and I, I wasn't living there at the time, but the suggestion is that some businesses would be integrated on their own choice. I don't think all of the businesses in Greensboro, North Carolina, were segregated. No, that's it's why bad picked, business. That's why they picked on Woolworths, because they were. Uh, the number. But if you were around back then and you want to weigh in on that, because that is the question, you know, what percentage of the businesses in uh, Greensboro were segregated by choice? And was it 100%? Because I doubt it. Wasn't it as easy as driving or getting on a taxi and going 20 miles east to... Long Island, like these people at Cheesecake Factory could have done. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You ready to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash? Then you can click Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com. You'll find uh, useful information in video format. If you're short on time, just watch the first one. It'll take you all of three whole minutes of your life. And uh, you will get some of the basic concepts down because there is a little bit of a learning curve. There are some new ideas that you do have to uh, really, you should understand when it comes to cryptocurrency. You need to know why this stuff is is taking off and why it's so special. Uh, so head over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started. If you're not new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got uh, those for you there as well on their news site. And that is news.bitcoin.com. So uh, let's go back. Bonnie, to the story that you were sharing with us. Uh, it's been a couple segments since we were into it, but it's about this bill in New York State. And I think we all agree that people who don't like to be told what to do as far as vaccine passports and things like that, you have no future in New York City yep. and you have no future in New York State. 
If you want to, you know, if they're like a conservative type of person, get on down to Texas or Florida. You'll love it. It's warm, and there's a bunch of like police state. There's huge cities there, there too. Yeah, there's, there's plenty. So you can't of large say, cities. "Oh, I can't." They leave can't New York go city. to Florida though. Cubans and they're racists generally. Oh, you're saying the Cubans are racist or no. the people from New York City? The the ones who we're describing who should go to the conservative types. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, the point being, Florida and Texas tend to be pretty conservative kind of places. If, however, you are a liberty-minded person, if you are someone who understands the non-aggression principle, if you're a libertarian or a voluntarist or a liberty-loving anarchist, then there's no other place for you to go besides New Hampshire. That's where the largest community exists of freedom lovers and activists who actually care about freedom. So that's that. That's your choice. Or just stay in the city and then be subject to total uh, tyranny. Now, also New York State, so just going to Long Island isn't going to solve the problem. Yeah, New York, uh, New York State's deciding to do this in the whole state now right because deciding on whether or not to do it yeah so you've got a story about a piece of legislation that's currently in front of the apparently the new york senate i had said it was a house bill it's apparently a senate bill uh that they're going to be looking at sometime in the new year i'm not sure when but wait a minute oh, 20 2021 through 2022 it's going to be it says decided this was filed on, on the 21st it's going to be decided june 5th i mean july 5th I mean, January 5th, sorry. That's this coming January 5th. Okay, yeah, got that, it. Yeah. This is from Reason.com, your story? Yes, right. and it's Bill A416. So just interestingly, this was actually filed a year ago. Hmm. This bill was filed January 6, 2021. Okay, so they've that's been, weird. They've been working, this thing's been working its way through the system, apparently. Anyway, go ahead. Well, it makes it to where anyone, the governor or a delegate of the governor decides as a public health risk or may have come in contact with somebody else who is a public health risk, it makes it to where they can be detained by the government until the government proves that they're not, um, you know, they're not going to spread that disease. The article goes on to say, what could go wrong? The bill's language is noticeably vague in defining the parameters around disease type, leaving the government wide latitude in conducting its risk analysis. Should it pass, Governor Andrew Cuomo, but it's actually lady now, when was this written? On the 5th of this month. Yeah, the 5th of this okay. month. Okay, that's weird. From last yeah, year cause... or this year, though? Oh, that's wait, this really is the weird. 5th of J- January. I read it wrong. What the heck? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, this was January 2021. Hmm, okay, so we'll have to figure out what's going on with this thing right now. Um. Anyway, go ahead with uh, what with what else you wanted to say about this. I don't know, this might be the wrong bill that I wanted to talk about, and I got the wrong article. But anyways, well, this is the same bill that Nikki, who's uh, one of our co-hosts, shared in a group chat with the, the host today. But it's possible that, you know, it's it's not hard to notice the, the dates wrong on a thing or that, you know, you don't don't notice that it was from. So it's not going to be voted on soon. Um, I don't know. Apparently, this was referred to a health committee in the last year, according to the Senate website. So I guess it's kind of maybe it's stuck there. Not clear. Apparently, there are also similar versions of this that were introduced in previous legislative sessions, according to this story. Which so, is at least hopeful, because if they were intro- different versions were introduced before, they were shot down. Perhaps. Well, I mean, they had to have been. Otherwise, they would have introduced a new one. But they're just like they did with SOPA and PIPA, you know, the internet protection and privacy they laws. They kept on yeah. hammering it. It's going to fail. They're going to rewrite it slightly, and they're going to try again, and they're going to rewrite it slightly and try again, and they're just going to slip it into a $1.5 trillion infrastructure package, and people aren't going to notice. 
And if anyone does notice, they'll just go, oh, that's fine. That's just totally normal. That's how the U.S. government works. Of course we're sending $30 billion to Pakistan for gender studies programs in this infrastructure bill. Why wouldn't we? It's totally logical. There was a news story, quote-unquote news story, uh, produced about this bill recently as of, I guess, today. So Newsweek headline, Marjorie Taylor Greene falsely claims New York passed bill to forcibly vaccinate people. Uh, And according to, this is, I guess, some other... I don't know if she's like a U.S. rep or something. I've seen her name before. I think she's... I've heard Marjorie Green's name before. Some sort of person in D.C. She spoke at something called America Fest over the weekend and told attendees that the New York House passed a bill that allows for unvaccinated people deemed a danger to society to be detained. And uh, and so when asked for comment about Green's claim that they had passed it, the spokesperson for Green linked a National Pulse story about the bill. It has been a bill that's been um, considered for a while because January 3rd, 2021, Politico came out with this article about it that said, long dormant assembly bill becomes subject of conspiracy theories. Yeah. So well, there's to- no conspiracy here. Yeah. The legislator, le- legislature introduced a bill that would allow them to use public health as an excuse to arrest people yes. and detain them. And according to this story, the bill is currently in committee. So it has not been voted on by the state Senate at this point. Now, when it will come out of committee, I don't know how the New York system works. Well, first they have to kick it down to the subcommittee committee, who is going to send it down to the (laughs) subcommittee, subcommittee committee, and eventually someone will chop off a chicken's head and depending on which part of the floor it lands on they'll decide whether or not to pass the stupid thing i don't know how the new york system works but if it's anything like the new hampshire one which i'm not suggesting that it is but if it's anything like it committees hear bills they come back with a recommendation for the full senate in this particular case and then the full senate votes yay or nay or whatever on whether or not this bill should move to the house so in theory, that can happen at any time. I don't know when, the, you know, if, again, I don't know if it's, I, I presume New York meets all the time, unlike New Hampshire, which is like a part-time legislature. So if it's like New Hampshire, then they meet in the wintertime, which means they're going to be meeting very, very soon, and they may take this bill off the table. They may actually begin a uh, serious discussion about it. But all of that right now is pure speculation on my part. So if you're in New York and you know how this stuff works there, you know, could this just be taken off the table this week and voted on, or is it, you know, is it going to be a few months? We have no idea. I mean, that's another thing, right? Can't the committee just say, you know what, this bill has no momentum. We're, we're not even going to consider it. We're just going to shelve it for now, and it just hangs back there indefinitely. It could. Yeah. This article talks about how it was actually written for Ebola, and it got brought mm. up again back in January 2021 for the passage, or f- uh, because they wanted to pass it for COVID laws. Right. Is he? Is Ebola contagious? Oh, oh, Ebola is crazy contagious. And it will kill you, likely. It's like way worse than COVID. If this was an Ebola pandemic, then way more people would die. So um, was there anything else that you wanted to share from the story, Bonnie, that people should know about? Actually, I don't don't mind sharing the whole thing if you don't. If you want to go over it, it's still a bill that could happen in New York City. Yeah, like I said, if there's something else in there that you thought was worth sharing, go right ahead. It says the two-term Democrat, Cuomo has navigated the COVID-19 pandemic with with an array of inflexible regulations from what food bars can serve if they'd like to stay open to how hospitals are allowed to vaccinate New Yorkers. Now, obviously, the person at that time didn't know Cuomo would be gone by the end of the year. He is gone. But that doesn't mean anything has changed. 
No, it's just a different figurehead now. Right. The current governor, by the way, the, who was his lieutenant governor, uh, Kathy Hochul, has now announced that she's planning to introduce legislation that will include a booster shot when they use the term fully vaccinated. So that's another thing that's coming soon to New York. Free Talk Live phones are open if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. You can bring up absolutely anything. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can go and get some. It's ITR over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up for XMarkets so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use Tether to buy the ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR over on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. So we just discovered that this bill in New York Senate is still sitting there. Uh, It has not moved in in any meaningful sense. So whether that's a good thing... Which is another nice thing about New Hampshire is that it can't just sit there forever in a committee. No, they can retain things. Oh, they can? Yeah, they can table a thing and not do a thing about it if they want to. Oh, so that is a possibility when it comes to New Hampshire's uh, legislation as far as uh, seceding from the United States. If they want to be nasty, they could just, you know. Yeah, but it's going to be hard to do that when that we have the auditorium packed with 200 and something anarchists who are like, hey, yeah, no, let's let's do this. Yeah, I hope you're I hope you're right. And I hope that we can turn that kind of those kind of numbers out for this thing. But you're you're correct. If there's enough political pressure on these guys, they're going to they're going to have to move it forward. But yes, they could if they wanted to vote to table a bill. And then in theory, it does have to come off the table, I think, at some point. But it might be like next year. So they might be able to kick the can down the road. Uh, for an extra okay. year or something like that, and this gets into the you know the ins and outs of exactly how the political system works, and I'm not the right person uh, to answer all the the details because we don't care really yeah, honestly, how it I works. Don't. I mean, it's just tedious and exhausting, and it's bureaucracies being doing what bureaucracies do best, which yeah. is red tape and dotted T's, dotted I's, and cross T's. Right. So the mainstream media is when they're talking about this bill, uh, which I'm sure they don't talk about it very often. They're trying to downplay dismissing it. it. Yeah. And make it seem like, oh, it's just because it didn't get, you know, completely voted out of the system and it's still in a committee doesn't mean that it's a it's a risk to you. It is totally a risk to the people that live live in New York until they vote to get rid of it. But well, they're what- not going to vote to get rid of it. You said it initially was written for an Ebola outbreak. What happened to it back when it was an Ebola measure? It did not pass. Well, Perry, who apparently wrote the bill, said, uh, Perry defended his bill on Twitter. I am an American who understands our Constitution is sacred and provides us with the right to agree or disagree and hold different positions on issues that may relate to our civil and constitutional rights. The legislation was originally introduced during the 2015-2016 session in response to the Ebola virus. Quote, 
This bill hasn't been actively pushed for passage because the Ebola threat was ended thanks to a vaccine, Perry continued. However, many learned si- learned scientists believe that the likelihood of such a deadly pandemic is still real, and somewhere in the future there may be the need for people to be protected from a person or persons carrying a very deadly and transmittable virus. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a fear-mongering to promote this thing, and certainly it, it has, I would say, a greater chance now of passing than it ever has. Although, I tend to agree, just because the fear-mongering around COVID-19 is so intense. I mean, these people believe that crap, and the people who spend all of their time watching television and Fox News and CNN and just the commercials on television that are filled with COVID-19 fear, they're going to buy this crap. However... In my experiences with normal non-libertarian people throughout the last six months or so, they've tuned COVID-19 out entirely. It's not that they're no longer afraid of it or anything like that. They just, it's no longer a thing they Mm -hmm. even recognize as being a threat. They got bombarded with it for 18 months. And after 18 months of that, it's just, it's like the Charlie Brown teacher talking to them whenever COVID-19 is mentioned. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear that that's true in maybe Keene, New Hampshire, but it's certainly not that way in New York City where, you know, and I mean, then you have plenty of people who are like getting off on the fear, right? Because it makes them feel special. Like they're doing, they're doing a great thing for their fellow human beings by getting the vaccination for the fourth time or fifth time. Now there's actually something interesting here. I'm I'm on the New York Senate, nysenate.gov site with this bill pulled up. And I find it actually kind of surprising that they actually have open commenting on this page. So I think they've got like the discus well, plugin. They're not obligated to read the comments. So. No, but it is interesting. Like, I don't think New Hampshire does that where, you know, just anybody can go and comment on a page. I think they're using the discus comment plugin here. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, 17,000. God, I didn't know that still existed. So they've, uh, they've got a rating actually on this. Which is interesting. So there's uh, there's like a little smiley face, like two hearts with the eyes, and then just a normal smiley, and then like an angry looking smiley. So they get like five different uh, smiley faces here, and you can rate what you think about this thing. Of 103 ratings, they uh, it's currently ranked at a 1.1. I guess there's okay. So there's like a star rating, and then there's a smiley face rating. Anyway, ranked <laughs> as one star out of five stars it's almost like kindergarten you you don't get a smiley face today you get a star and do better interestingly there's uh, been a lot of discussion in the comments in the last two days so you know when you look here you can see when people's comments were posted uh so, so someone probably shared it on facebook without yeah. checking the date and all of their friends saw it and shared it without checking the date right this, this is happens all around. the time yeah this is getting passed around quite a bit and you saw it on what instagram or something yeah like? well a person that I know that lives in New York City posted a meme that says A416 wants you to put you in camps. And that is what it wants. Like today. Uh, according to, if you keep going down here, there's actually, there's a jump. So like it's people within the last 48 hours, there's a ton of comments. And then after you pass that level, it jumps down to like seven or eight months ago. So there was a real lull for several months. And now this thing's you know, people are, are once again paying attention. And I hope that they do pay attention, although I have no expectation that the uh, the Senate of New York is going to continue to reject this legislation. Guys, we only got a star on this one. We didn't get the smiley face. We got to kill the whole bill. It. We got, that's, yeah. That would be a better way of doing government, actually than what they're currently doing if they actually cared about what their article got rated i mean there was a tweet 
On December 19th, 2021, breaking report, New York legislation set to vote on January 5th, 2022, provides for indefinite detention of unvaccinated. So I do think that they're voting on A14 or 416. This is on Twitter. December 19th. So I'm just saying. Is there a source to it or is it just some guy who also did not check the year? Because there's probably somebody that didn't look at the date. Yes. probably one of many people who saw January 5th and what they, you know, they just didn't see. It was January 5th. I mean, God knows I've done it plenty of times, breaking yeah. an article and they go, oh, crap, this was written a year and a half ago. Yeah, I, I've done it a myriad of times myself. I mean, uh, if something's, you know, blowing up on the Internet, it's natural human nature to click and be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And But the committee is assembling on January 5th, 2022. So are we sure that it's not getting voted on that day? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like impossible to Google this. Yeah, I, I don't know. All Anyways. I know is it's in the committee. And if you're, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe this will be taken off the table. I guess we can say this. It's possible that the next time the committee meets, this could be voted on. I will also say that if the New York state government wanted to implement tyranny and they wanted to do it without people being able to pay attention to it, the best way to do it would be to make it impossible to find information about it by Mm -hmm. Googling it. Mm -hmm. Because instead you end up with this year old article and not the thing that's actually upcoming. That happens to be written on the same date. (laughs) Here's what I would say is mark your calendar. If you're interested in following up on this for January 6th, and then check this New York Senate website and see if there's any kind of status. Like, see if the status, because it tells you the current status here in Assembly Committee. I, I would give it a see week or changed. so at least. I can't imagine the New York You don't think it'll be updated Senate the next day? Yeah. yeah, it's probably true. So yeah, give it, to, give it another week. Check in with it. <laughs> it is a bureaucracy after all. Yeah, and see, uh, see what's going on. So uh, thanks for sharing that tonight here, Bonnie. The number is 603-283-6160. It is something that people need to be aware of. And I will say I mean, they had the idea. Yeah, but it's not an original idea either. I mean, as you said, it's been going on for years now that they've been trying to pass this thing. But they already have in the state laws, state statutes, in I think probably all the states, it wouldn't surprise me, they already have involuntary commitment statutes. Okay, so it's not like they can't just take people off the streets using quote-unquote public health as their excuse. This, I think, just expands that concept into actual facilities in which multiple people that have a thing could be kept. But there's already like state of emergency level stuff where they can, they can force you into healthcare facilities if that's what they want to do. They already can do that. Involuntary mental health confinement, man, it's such a difficult issue because I mean, yeah, there, there are some people who are insane. And yeah, I dealt with an insane person and uh, and actually going through that myself once being insane. It sucks. Yeah. One of the places where the nap just doesn't give you any answers. No, it doesn't. You, you cannot use the non-aggression <laughs> principle when it comes to dealing with an insane person. You just have to try to be as compassionate as you can and disarm compassion is more important than the nap certainly yeah. you're only temporarily insane you made it sound like you're always insane no, no i was for a time it was more than a decade ago and then i had to deal with somebody who was just as bad uh, years later more coming up free talk live That's 603-283-6160. Joining me tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Of course, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind on the way here. We're still focused a little bit on how bad things are in New York and how much worse 
they could get, but they're already really bad. So if you actually care about freedom and you're still living in New York or worse, New York City, you really need to ask yourself why. And you really should be honest with because they're going to get Larry Sharp as their governor, and everything's <laughs> going to be different. Yeah, does anyone really believe that? <laughs> they clearly do. Does Larry Sharp believe that? Does he actually think he has a chance? He to at win? least did at one point. Well, he's running again, so I don't know what that means. But uh, it means libertarians have more money than common sense. They don't seem to have that much money. <laughs> they don't speak have well much for common, common sense, sense either. Uh, but I mean, they have enough money to make to you know they funded his campaign a few years ago. So I mean, that money would have put to be, been put to better use here in New Hampshire, doing almost literally anything that wasn't giving Larry Sharp money to run for governor of New York. But yeah. what, hey, what whatever makes you happy, I guess. I don't know how much they spent on that guy, but it was what millions. It was a lot of money for a governor. Plus, race. I think they got some money from the National Libertarian Party for that as well. I mean, people had high hopes for it. They're like, "This is it. This is the." We're going to get this one. And then it was like, what, the same as ever? 3%? Why would they believe that? Because they're crazy. They're, they're libertarians. They're already half detached from reality from the beginning. Yeah, they, that is part of the problem with trying to get the, uh, the libertarians to actually wake up and realize they are banging their head up against a brick wall in California or New York or you know Illinois or wherever it is they happen to be. Yeah, that, that give that you're feeling when you bang your head against that brick wall, that's your skull, that's you. not the brick. Yeah, and and getting them to you know wake up and try to do something different, try a new approach. And the and this isn't like some sort of speculative approach that we're just wondering if it's going to work. No, the Free State Project and the migration of freedom lovers to New Hampshire is it's proven. It's a proof of concept. It's happening, and we've actually elected freedom loving people here who are actual like self described anarchists. People who are real libertarians have actually gotten into the state house in fairly large number. Oh, but which, it doesn't count because they didn't have that L next to their name. If that's the kind of person we're dealing with, they don't—they really shouldn't come here. The people that are coming here under, should understand that we need to try from every different aspect to, to change things. And that's why it's working here because some of the freedom lovers were willing to change their party to the Republicans or the Democrats and, and willing to try to run for office that way and actually won. So if you're willing to win, if you want to win, then why don't you just come where people are already winning? Why not come where the largest concentration of freedom-loving people already is? Or you can just keep failing where you are. It's up to you. Uh, meanwhile, they're going to you know, create an insane police state tyranny, medical authoritarian hellscape all around you. That's not going away. Caller, uh, somebody who wants to be referred to as Caller is on the line here from Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, thanks for that. Yes, uh, that was actually a perfect introduction because I wanted to talk about Mark Edge. And the last ah. couple of times that he called in, he was bashing the Free State Project and the idea of moving to New Hampshire, yeah. getting out of some of these places um, that are full of tyranny. I just recently moved from New York. I'm not in a better place now mm. completely, but it is, you know, looking at New York City right now, it is better um, being where I am now then but of course New Hampshire I think would be the best overall yeah. but Mark Edge he very much was just dishing on the free state project saying that there were only very certain people that the that New Hampshire could actually work for and I think it, it mainly he's like he doesn't like the cold but what yeah. I really wanted to bring up um, was I got a question why can't you, Ian, talk to Mark Edge. Oh, I'm prohibited from doing so by the federal government bail conditions. Uh, there's a list of people I'm not allowed to talk to, including Mark 
including Melanie, uh, one of our other previous co-hosts, uh, Daryl Perry. I was initially on that list. They claimed that the people who you guys can't talk to are potential witnesses or potentially victims. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I, I do agree with you. Mark has, uh, I, I've been calling him One Note Mark recently whenever I hear his calls to the show because it's literally all he calls about is trash talking uh, the migration to New Hampshire. And it's just, it's sad. He doesn't it's, view it as trash talking, but I, I think I, I sort of understand where he's coming from. He's worried about freedom for himself mm-hmm. right now. He doesn't want to fight for it. He just wants to pay some money and make it go away. Yeah, no, I get, I get, yeah, I get yeah. it. I, I get it too. I don't blame him. But for that it. only helps himself. And I have a more humanitarian approach that you know I want everyone to be free, not just yeah. myself. Well, I do, I'm the same way as you, Aria. Although I, I will acknowledge not everyone wants to be free. In which case, they can have True. someone tell them what to do. Uh, but everyone who wants it should have it. And I agree with you. Like, I just can't just stand by and do nothing as people are, are being oppressed who do not want to be oppressed. And so I think working towards a better a better world is uh, is important. And I think that the Free State Project and the, and the New Hampshire migration is the most successful uh, example of how libertarians can actually achieve those goals. And so for him to, you know, to S-talk uh, people who want to move together and actually have an effect because he just by the way he just straight up denies in a lot of cases a lot of the the wins that we've had here uh and you know maybe it's not for him that's fine but to to get on the air and say that oh it's only for three different types of people i forget what it was it was the he night said you people were on. who live in the northeast already and he wouldn't even i don't know he wouldn't even accept that there's winter in like tennessee yeah. But anyway, his list excluded me and wouldn't have had me here in New Hampshire. Me either. At the very least. And that was the reason. That was, no, th- this is a silly list, Mark. I'm here in New Hampshire. I love it. Yeah. But I don't I mean, like it being too cold or whatever, but, you know, to me, it's worth it to be around freedom loving people. Like, Mark for has people a long that actually list. care about freedom, they should be here. Absolutely. And, well, Mark disagrees because he's got this long list of places that, in theory, could do the same thing just in a different place like the Honduras or whatever. You get enough libertarians there and you could replicate the Free State Project in a place that is freer. But you're starting from ground zero there with just a possibility, just an idea. Here in New Hampshire, there's actually stuff already happening. And I don't see why he doesn't understand that there's more of a barrier for moving from like Texas to New Hampshire or Instead of from Texas to New Hampshire, there's more of a barrier to moving to Honduras. It, even if it's, it's a huge barrier for the average person. Even if it's slightly more similar weather, I yeah. hate humidity so much I wouldn't want it more humid than San Antonio. That's the other thing with with Mark is he cannot. Thanks so much. Oh, he's gone. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, he cannot empathize with somebody who's not in Mark's situation. So Mark's, pers- I was listening I to that as well when he was like, "All you have to do is fly internationally all the time and just." <laughs> Plop your feet in the Mariana sounds like, yeah, that's good for people who are like millionaires, but the average person can't just hop an international flight and go to Honduras whenever they want. I don't know. I don't think he can remember what it was like to be the average person, which at one time in his life he was, you know, so like, yeah, I think he's lost connection with that. Uh, But I remember, I think he was one of the things he said on that show last week. I think it was the Wednesday night show that you were on, uh, Bonnie. Yep. And so people want to go back and hear it. I don't know. I'm not recommending you do this because it's just the same old caterwauling he's been doing for the last few years. But uh, but 
I think he basically said, oh, yeah, you just need to rearrange your life so you can make money on the Internet. That's what he said. Yeah. He said you need to have a you have to be able to make money online and then you can do it. Okay, so you're basically cutting out probably 90 percent of the potential movers right there because not the internet's not that great in a lot of these third world countries that are willing to let you do this in the first place well let's just presume there's good internet okay let's give it that let's give that to him okay fine but that's not appropriate for most people like a plumber for instance is Mm. not going to be able to just well i'll just rearrange my whole career everything that i've built i mean it's it's enough that we would be asking somebody to move a business Right to to pick up if they if they have a business if they're not just like an employee of something who can get another job and there's a million jobs if you want a job if you don't care where you work there's a literally you can work anywhere you want in New Hampshire right now they are hiring everywhere every single place uh, I think a gentleman was here the other night who uh, we all know and he's working at Walmart overnight they're paying nineteen dollars and fifty cents to start uh, and and they're desperate. They need people, and they're not the only ones. So if you just want to work a job, Dude, the man, McDonald's here doesn't even open on some days. There's a gas station here that's supposed to be 24 hours a day. It is no longer 24 hours. Yeah, they need staff. Everyone does, so they're paying yeah. top dollar for so it. Jobs are easy to find, but for somebody who's willing to move a business, that's a huge ask. And to try to tell people like that, to tell an entrepreneur, oh yeah, just leave your business and all your expertise behind and work on the internet, and then you can move to my island paradise. It's ridiculous fantasy. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. And you can join us here. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. So we were talking the other night about the arrests in New York City at uh, some restaurants, the Cheesecake Factory, and apparently Applebee's as well, groups of people who... You know, wanted to get served some food, but were not willing to show a vaccination passport, were subsequently arrested, I believe, charged with criminal trespass. Well, I do oppose the vaccine passports. I have to say people getting arrested for, you know, what insisting on being served at a cheesecake factory and an Applebee's. Sounds like it belongs in a South Park episode. <laughs> they took my Applebee's away. <laughs> the, yeah. it, the fact that it was like their line in the sand is what really makes it sound like South Park. I World. need my chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I think that you know, that definitely backs up what Bonnie was saying earlier. Although that said, you do have to have a line in the situation. sand somewhere. Yeah, it's a difficult situation because. It, it it is similar to the to the sit-ins in certain ways in that people were saying, "Hey, if you're serving those people over there, you should be serving me because we're all you know members of the public, and uh, you know you're purportedly open to the public." Now, as a libertarian, I, sort of that kind of rubs me the wrong way in that. Yeah. I feel like, as you said earlier, Aria, a business owner should be able to decide for themselves. But in this case, they're not really deciding for themselves like they were in the case of the sit-ins where Woolworths was segregated as a business policy. 
In this case, the business policy is to simply do whatever the government gang tells you in New York City. That's why government discrimination is the worst form of discrimination, because everyone has to do it. And you don't get a choice of just taking your business to the one down the street. Right. And so now we've got another situation, apparently, according to... Art Valley 818 underscore on Twitter. New York Police Department is arrested or has arrested a veteran because he went to Panera Bread without proof of vaccine. I'm just going to play you some of the audio here. Now, right out the gate. Did he I, say something about the flag touching the ground? Yeah. He oh, said poor you baby. can't let the flag touch the ground while the, the United was- States is arresting him. And he was yeah. really like upset about it, right? And like you could yeah. hear He's frustration in his voice. Well, screw that flag. Even the more, that's all the more reason he should hate that stupid flag. That's the thing. It's that's like, his religion. When I first started, when I saw the headline of this video, I thought, oh man, you know, this guy's getting arrested. All right, let me check this. Oh God, right out the gate. You know, he's ho- literally trying to hold on to the flag. The police, of course, are stripping the stripping the flag from him. And and as you pointed out, Bonnie, like, you have to carry the ark on the magic. Rods on your shoulders, the, whatever they're called. The team that you are holding this flag for is doing this to you. Now, I understand the United States government isn't the same as New York City, and it's New York City's vaccination passport, but the U.S. government is not your friend. They are not on the side of freedom. The White House just came out with a statement saying the unvaccinated oh God, yeah. are killing people, basically, and they have a winter full of Death and serious illness ahead you of them. Pull that that statement up if you can find it. It's been passed around all over the place in the last uh, twenty four hours. I'm sure my winter will be as deadly as it's been for the last thirty something years, <laughs> which is not very deadly at all. For I'm me. more likely to die of freezing to death if the power <laughs> goes out than die of you know COVID or something like that. Uh, let me go on though with some of this here. Better hope you. T- One, two, three, four, of the United States five. I count. Violated. I cannot eat. There are at least six, five or six uniformed cops milling around. There's only really one or two that are actually in the process of arresting him because he's not, he's you know, he's not meaningfully fighting them or anything like that. He's just, you know, making a making a statement as he's being arrested about the Constitution. And yeah, that that's a dead letter at this point, yeah. uh, if it ever was in effect or in any way. You know, effective uh, as I believe Lysander Spooner put it, it was powerless to prevent the tyranny that we have, or has authorized it, one or the other. In either event, it's useless. Exactly. Let me go on. My sisters and brothers cannot work in the NYPD. I'm not resisting. I'm not. I'm complying 100%. Now let's talk about what he just said there. My sisters and brothers cannot work. He says I cannot eat. My sisters and brothers cannot. They work. took away my cheesecake factory. Well, okay, but. I want to be fair to these folks here, Aria. I mean, I've I've done more than drive through New York City. I've I've spent a few, you know, probably a couple weeks over the last few years. I in total, I've spent in in New York City, maybe three weeks or something like that. Because we, Mark and I, used to go up for more than a decade for two nights or one night or two nights, whatever. Right and, for the talkers convention. Yeah, and stuff. for the talk, talkers convention, which we'll probably never go to again because they're still having it in New York and there's all kinds of you know. Yeah, this year you had to be vaccinated. Yeah, it was at a college campus or something like that. Yeah. Not even going to be an option. Um, but when we were going, you know, when you're in New York City, you don't have, like, 
Walmart Supercenter or Hannaford International Grocer or, you know, full-on grocery stores. Those things don't exist, at least not that I've seen. I mean, maybe there are some of them. I, I have definitely, I know they exist somewhere, but in my walks around, say, you know, Manhattan, I've I mean, never seen it. I mean, obviously going to be a Walmart Supercenter somewhere It's outside in of New York City. City. No, no, no. I, actually, specifically, I think Walmart doesn't exist in New York City. I think you have really? to go out to like White Plains or something like that, some some town outside of the city to go to a Walmart. And so that's for, weird for your average city dweller. What do well, they have then? That's the thing. If they don't have Hannaford's or any of these others, that's the thing. What they have is sort of these um, corner markets, basically. And what's the word for it? Bodega, I think, uh, is the okay. is the word. And so you can go into these things. Some of them have like fresh fruits and some of them, you know, they've got like some some meats. And so you can get food in these uh, in these places. But it is not like what we're used to here, where in Keene, New Hampshire, we can select from four different mega grocers or whatever and go in and get, you know, all manner of different things. You go into this little this little shop. It's like, you know, maybe the size of this studio in the next room. I mean, it's not, you know, it's just a little corner corner shop kind of okay, thing. So it's just like, they have fruit, and that's what they have. Yeah, you get the fruit that they have, and, you know, you take what you can get. Now, there are some guys on this, the side of the road sometimes, like the, the street vendors. Sometimes they got fresh fruit, so you can right, find... Right, but if you want vegetables or something, you go to the next bodega, right? I guess, I guess. Like, I've never actually gone food shopping in any meaningful sense, but I've, I've been around the city enough to see that basically city people just eat out. Okay. I mean, that's, if you live in the city... You eat out because, uh, in a lot of cases, because there's not that much as far as like shopping that you can do. Um, most of them don't have a car. So like if you're mm. going to go to the grocery store, you're going on the subway, you know, and you're or you're going in a taxi cab or something like that. So you're literally carrying back to your apartment your groceries. So you're not it's not like we we can do here. where We just load up the whole back of the car, load up a chest freezer, load up you know, whatever you got at the house. You can load up your fridge with one shopping trip there. It's like whatever you can carry in your hands is what you're taking home. Uh, so it's kind of a different world for a city dweller. So when he says he can't eat, he probably actually means he's having a difficult time feeding himself. OK, but if, you weigh in, if you're if you're in the city and you want to weigh in on this. Uh, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Bring up whatever you want. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. So we were talking mostly about the bad news out of New York and New York State, where the uh, the new tyrant elect there in New York City, he's planning on basically doing everything the health ministers tell him to do, which means, you know, you can expect more COVID tyranny to come soon to New York City, uh, New York State. There may be some coronavirus camps uh, being built, but we haven't seen that bill get passed yet, although we're going to keep our eyes on it. I've got it on my calendar for a couple weeks from now. We'll, we'll check in on it and see if anything does transpire with that. But meanwhile, people are being arrested at restaurants like Panera Bread, uh, Cheesecake Factory, and Applebee's. Re- most recently, it's a uh, veteran 
who is being assaulted by at least five or six police officers as he just simply was trying to get some, you know, a sandwich or some soup over to Panera Bread and, and in the process of... Why you, would anyone eat Panera? Everything there is frozen <laughs> and old and it costs twice as much as it would anywhere else. Well, now, I don't know if it's frozen and old. They actually they actually bake it up every night there. No, they don't. That's a myth. No, that, my ex-girlfriend worked there. I've seen videos that suggest all of the macaroni and stuff arrives frozen. Well, that's just, probably true. But. I just think it's not that great. Like, I've I've went there so many times with my, like, old gay friends in San Antonio because they love it there. And it's just never amazed me. I hate their mac and cheese. Well, it, yeah. that at least I know is That's is probably frozen. true. I'm not going to say there's nothing frozen there, and I, I don't hold stock with Panera Bread, but, right. you know, the, the baked <laughs> goods are actually baked in the actual Maybe that's location. the issue. I've never actually had the baked yeah. goods. I just get, like, a sandwich or something like that. Yeah, they got an overnight guy that, you know, does that work. Basically. They used to be pretty good, to be fair. It, it was worth the extra money because mm. they... It is like thirty bucks a meal for a person instead of twenty bucks yeah. like at most places. I don't know the exact numbers, it's but it's just more fast expensive. Food. It's fancy fast food. Yeah. That's all Panera. Is. But since COVID nineteen, dude, the one here in Keene, their quality has just plummeted. Oof. It's trash. Yikes. I've never went to it because it has the look of an old Panera bread. Mm-hmm. It doesn't attract me at all because it looks so old. It looks wow. like a Panera bread from the nineties. And you're their target market. You know, like young females. I think that's yeah, that's probably a target market for, for Panera Bread. You have never wanted to go that one. It looks old. I want to go to your phone calls here. We've got Turd Ferguson on the line in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Turd. Yeah, hey, guys. I just wanted to call in and respond to the guy caller that called in in the last segment Yeah. Uh, about, about Mark. Yeah, and um, I got to say, listen, I can kind of sympathize with uh, Mark's position on all this and um, – I, I believe I've probably called in about this once before or something similar, but I gotta say, um, and and I'll try to I'll try to be uh, uh, as coherent as possible. Sorry, I've been smoking a lot of marijuana tonight. <laughs> um, I, uh, so I believe that moving to New Hampshire is probably good if you're willing to make it your life's mission to make New Hampshire like an anarcho-capitalist utopia. And you're willing to go up there and put in a bunch of hours and and fight for freedom and do all that stuff for anybody else that kind of wants that that wants guaranteed freedom uh, in, in a in a in a finite amount of time or in a or, or in a in a goal setting oriented amount of time um, it's probably better off if you don't find freedom in new hampshire and just find it elsewhere well get real because there is no such thing as guaranteed freedom you're not just going to uncover some sort of free commune or whatever where you can just live uh, unmolested i mean i think what you're getting at is mark's idea of you know just just don't plant roots just travel everywhere just take flights everywhere oh the digital nomad yeah but that's so inordinately expensive for the average person if you didn't buy bitcoin back in 2011 or something like that that's just a fantasy well, I would recommend doing the Five Flags uh, program, and that's what Caleb Jones, who's advertised on Free Talk Live before, that's what he recommends. And what does that mean? What is the Five Flags? So, so Five Flags. Keep in mind, we're hearing this from someone who knows about this program but chooses to remain in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, I, I, um, I'm building a studio here in Pennsylvania, so I'll always maintain this, this building in Pennsylvania. But uh, Five Flags is when you maintain uh, all aspects in your, of your life in different countries. So you, in, you uh, maintain your citizenship in one country, uh, uh, in your primary residence in one country, and your secondary residence in another country, and your investments in another country, and you buy your, uh, your 
all your stuff in a place with no income taxes and you set up all your businesses uh, in another country. I think you already have to be rich. So so you you support this idea? You think it's a good idea? You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be rich. It's a good idea and it works. But you haven't done it. (laughs) I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. I'm setting up. I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm setting up my businesses uh, or at least trying to uh, overseas so that I don't have to pay taxes. And I plan on how are you not going to pay taxes if you're located in the United States? Because because I'm going to I'm going to spend six months and one day in another country that I'm not going to mention on the air right this second. Uh... But there are a lot of countries that you can spit go and you can. And by the way, there are ways. So you mentioned your studio for a moment ago, right? You like your studio. You want to keep it right. You're attached to it. I, I'm keeping the studio here in Pennsylvania, the, the music studio here in right. Pennsylvania. Yes, I, I'm attached to that, yes. So you're willing and, to spend uh, more than half of the rest of your life away from this thing you, that you're attached to in order to have this precarious notion of sure. freedom? Sure I am, because I'm not going to – well, I don't need to – I mean, look, I've got a really – I am an audio genius. I can get a lot of It's really clear from your phone call. Audio equipment. I'm, I'm sorry? No, I'm joking with you. Go ahead. Okay. I can get a lot – I can get a lot of – really good audio equipment that's small and sits on a small desk in my room in this foreign country in a in a in a villa um that i would purchase for a uh, well below market value that it would sell the united when i hear people talking about getting a villa in a foreign country that sounds to me like it's something that rich people can (laughs) afford to do it's it's not not no well in in some countries i mean if you're going to buy a villa in the united arab emirates in dubai or something like that yeah that's probably going to be pretty expensive but there are countries out there and you got to do some research i'm not just going to What about when covid-19 right. shuts down the world and you can't just travel wherever you want Yes you can you can No i'm <laughs> asking like in the future if pretty you got soon. enough money to buy a private airplane then you can no, right Turn. No no all, no all you have to do is get is get multiple you can get multiple citizenships you don't need to do all this because uh-huh, that's cheap, or you can, right? Just getting a citizenship somewhere else, totally affordable, well, right? Was no, it four hundred thousand dollars in St. Kitts? It's more affordable than you think. It's more affordable than you think. It doesn't cost that much money. I'm telling you, it doesn't. I'm telling you. Okay, are, what are we talking are some about? Countries, huh? How much are we talking about? I'm talking just like maybe a few grand tops. The average American lives paycheck to paycheck, by the way. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, so let us know, where are you going to get your first extra citizenship? Well, well, come on. You want you want me to just tell you that on the air? Come on, that's not Why fair. Why is this a, is it like you a secret? You just mentioned this isn't a scheme he, he of yours to in order to taxes. avoid paying taxes on Jeez. the air. <laughs> You're going to blow up my spot. What, was well, a reserved spot? You, there's only so many of these available? Well, it's going to be a pretty popular place if I say it on a radio show that that broadcasts to 50,000. Why wouldn't you want to tell people this? If you want to help people get out of tyranny, let's why would you Let's go buy it while it's cheap. Listen, listen. I here here's a couple suggestions I have. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going, but here's what I, here's where I would look into. It's an entire country. Going. Wherever the hell it is you're going, you don't have to say what street you're going to live on. <laughs> Just where the hell are you going to get a passport It's a very from? little narrow oh, strip of land right, in the right, Honduras right. called Mark Edge's Freedom Kingdom. Oh, I see. Are you going down there? Are you going to Mark Mark's kingdom? Uh, I haven't heard, I've only asked Mark a few questions about his kingdom so far. It, 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 it seems it seems like a bit like a pretty badass place. I bet Mark but, will give you a passport for a few grand. Thanks for the call tonight. Number here is 603-283-6160. Look, if it's so cheap, 
and it's such a good idea, why wouldn't you want to share it with people? Like, for instance, uh, Roger Veer, longtime sponsor here on the show, on his uh, YouTube channel, he just had a video put up about St. Kitts and Nevis. Now, it ain't cheap. Last I heard, it was $400,000 to buy the uh, citizenship thing there in uh, in Nevis. Basically, they want you to invest in the country and, you know, to bring jobs and buy stuff. Um, But he's talking about it. He's telling the world about it. He's saying, this is what I did. If you can afford it, he thinks you should do it, too. He's not afraid to explain it. More coming up. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. We've got a social media website. It is social.freetalklive.com. It's run by us, not the big tech companies, not the mega corporations that want to tell you what you can and can't say. You can have a lot more freedom to express yourself over at social.freetalklive.com. It is a Mastodon-based system, which means it's open source, it's self-hosted, and it actually works pretty well. So head over to social.freetalklive.com. As we go back to the phones here, I believe, I'm just, uh, I think this is Major Pain. Major Pain, are you with us? Yeah. yeah, it's him. You guys didn't scream. You did I not did. expect you to call her back so quick. Here you are. Um, yeah. So, um, let's see. I want to start with the origination of the Wuhan virus. It was probably a good year before it hit our shores. There's a... Uh, an Olympiad of military athletes, all the, uh, you know, like the Green Berets, basically from every every clan around the world, they have this Olympiad. And this thing happened in a lake or along a river that was adjacent to the Wuhan uh, Viral Institute. The okay. theory is that one of the infected fish from one of the holding ponds jumped the dam or busted out during a bad rain or whatever. But, uh, yeah, there were all kinds of uh, colonels and whatnot that were honored in their countries that went back and died before the spread of this thing hit wherever it was going to hit. So this thing got spread through the world right quick. And then we go to the South My only concern with that is that you say a lot of these people died. COVID-19 doesn't generally kill people. Well, there's a lot of places in the world that are deficient in certain minerals and vitamins. This is a disease that attacks the telomeres. But these are these are, as you said, colonels, and the, they're green berets and from around the world in different countries. I mean, they're they're in top notch physical condition, regardless of where they're from. Correct, but if you're COVID nineteen doesn't kill people like that. If you're nutritionally deficient, this thing can take you out. Well, the colonels are probably not in top shape. Those are fat bureaucrats True. and politicians. But you're also yeah, not you're nutritionally right. deficient if you're competing in an Olympiad That's for true. Green Berets. I mean, come on, man. These people were 250 pounds of raw muscle. Yeah, I'm well, not sure you what, you know, there's a lot of theories about where this thing started. I don't really think it matters. It, what matters well, is the what the, where is, this is going. What matters is what they're doing to us. 
we still have this Wuhan Institute, and they have not quit working, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, this thing just hit Africa, and Africa has been dosing with quinine or some variant thereof to fight malaria for, by God, ever since the Brits invaded the damn thing, you know, what, a, a, about 100 years ago at least. And they they have, uh, so I'm thinking that they have had to reform this virus to attack that populace. Who and knows? The variant that's coming out of there is much less, um, uh, it, well, it's more dominant as far as infection, but it's much less heinous to its host. And if you look at viruses all down through history, their theory is not to kill their host. Because if they kill their host, they cannot reprocreate. Okay? Right. They, they, yeah, but they'll get weaker if they don't kill... They'll, they'll still get weaker and weaker over time if they don't kill the host because they... Yeah, the, the so what would the government's goal be in this scenario of creating a weaker strain, strain of the virus that doesn't kill the host? What, what, what would the government's goal be? Well, that's not the government's goal. This is just a twist that the snake took on them. They can't control this thing. They've never, last time Obama threw a flu shot, he killed more people than he saved. Thank you, uh, Major Payne, for the call tonight. The number here is 603-283-6160. Yeah, I mean, to to me, this is a lot like the people who spend time obsessing over 9-11 and trying to figure out who really did 9-11. Was it the Bilderberg Group? Was it the, you know, George W. Bush? Was it, you know, who who was behind this? Well, I feel pretty sure, based on the collapse of Building 7, that the the towers were not brought down by planes for whatever that's worth, but... I don't know who did it. Yeah, I don't know either. But people obsess over this stuff, and they've been obsessing over it for years. And it's like, to me, what mattered most was what they did to us afterwards. The Patriot Act, the Department of Homeland Security, the rise of the uh, the total authoritarian police state. The 20 years of unending war. Yes. So to me, that's what matters here is not who at the Wuhan lab was responsible or who funded it or whatever. I mean, that's, that's a sideshow as I- far as I'm concerned. I do have the quote from the president, Biden. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was getting passed around all over the place. This is like, Speaking uh, of, you know, what they're still wishes. doing to us. Holiday wishes from, uh, from the White House. Um, this is the quote that was getting passed around a lot because it's one of the craziest uh, little paragraphs. And this is at whitehouse.gov. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work in school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing. And we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. I have an article. I don't. I don't particularly find that shocking or alarming or anything. But it's just the same crap they've been saying. It's it's a little bit more in your face of like, all right, you're going to die this winter. We're going to kill our families and friends and stuff. Oh, good thing they got the virus then, and it's going to keep them safe, right? It's just garbage. It's nonsense. It's it's more of their the virus is totally not effective, but you're going to kill the people who got the vac the the vaccine is totally effective, but you're going to kill people who got the vaccine because you're unvaccinated. <laughs> what kind of garbage line is that and that's essentially what they're saying it's total fear-mongering if all the unvaccinated die i mean don't shed any tears over us because we did choose to remain unvaccinated and you know 
that that would just be us reaping the consequences that we had coming. Consider me unconcerned yes. about what's coming this winter as far as that's concerned. But I got a couple of other, other quickies here that I've been holding on to for a couple of days. Uh, just some world updates for you. Netherlands going into strict Christmas lockdown, according to Reuters, uh, over Christmas and New Year's. They, they say to try to contain the highly contagious Omicron variant. Of course, none of this stuff worked before, so... This isn't going to work now, but nonetheless, they're going to try it all again, including closing non-essential so-called shops and services like restaurants, hairdressers, museums, and gyms will be closed until Sunday, January 14th. So those folks are are going to wake the hell up. The whole point of the lockdowns was just until we can get the vaccine, or actually it was just so we don't overwhelm the hospitals and flatten the curve. And then it was so we can get the vaccine out there so we can get people, well, people are vaccinated. Yeah. And here come the lockdowns and masks again. All over again. None Schools. of the crap you did to appease your government masters made a difference. Nope. Now you're going to have to sacrifice another month's worth of revenue, presuming they actually do let this up in January, which will be in the middle of winter time. And by that time, they'll see that people are still dying or they're getting cases because, you know, they don't report the deaths that much. It's more and the cases. What a random date. If it's we're locking down for Christmas, I kind of get the logic at least is supposed to be oh people will gather during christmas but then why all the way two weeks into january because they can yeah yeah Uh, quote the netherlands is again shutting down according to prime minister mark rutte that is unavoidable because of the fifth wave that is coming at us with the omicron variant five waves in two years people come on we're just gonna have to deal with this thing and get on with our lives other measures include a recommendation that households receive no more than two visitors and that gatherings outside are limited to a maximum of two people. Did you say recommendation or requirement? Well, you know how the news yeah. is when they yeah, they'll say one thing, but it may actually be a requirement. It's not sh- not clear uh, according to this. So that's a little bit there for uh, furry from the Netherlands. More uh, closer to home, Ontario province in Canada is rolling out a new suite of restrictions for businesses and social gatherings as they contend with a spike in COVID-19 cases. This according to cbc.ca, the official Who government. Who could have seen this coming this winter? If only... We had more nurses and doctors for hospitals. Effective at 12.01 a.m. yesterday, indoor social gathering limits will be reduced from 25 people to 10 people. And outdoor gatherings are reduced from 100 to 25. Doug Ford, the cousin, I believe he's the cousin or brother of that old crack-smoking mayor in <laughs> Toronto, Rob Ford. You remember that guy from a few years ago? Uh, he says, we need to meet this Doug variant. Doug Ford. Doug Ford's his brother. I believe his, his, um, the guy who's dead, the crack smoker's name was Rob Ford. But oh, I thought that Doug was the crack smoker. It wouldn't surprise me if Doug smoked some crack, too. <laughs> um, we need to meet this variant head on. We need to do everything we can to push back. So they'll be reducing capacity at uh, businesses like restaurants, malls, gyms, personal care services down to 50%. Uh, marinas, boating clubs, pharmacies, indoor recreational. So the same old crap coming down your throat, you know, shoving down your throat once again here from governments all around the world. It'll be here in New Hampshire in just a few weeks. We'll see about that. So far, Sununu seems to be worried about his prospects for getting reelected next year. But you may be right, Arya. We're coming up. Or tomorrow. See you then.